This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 583 with Ruth Sukup. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 583. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. New York Times bestselling author Ruth Sukup is dedicated to helping women everywhere create a life they love, encouraging her more than 1 million subscribers to follow their dreams and reach their goals. She's the host of the wildly popular Do It Scared podcast, as well as the founder of The Living Well Planner and Elite Blog Academy, as well as the author of six books, including her newest bestseller, Do It Scared, Finding the Courage to Face Your Fears, Overcome Obstacles, and Create a Life You Love. Her practical advice has been featured all over, including Family Circle, Entrepreneur Magazine, Time, and Fox News. Ruth has been on my radar for years. Her name has been in the online industry, in the space of like being a leader for women and being a guide for women in so many different ways. She's widely known to be a powerhouse of a storyteller, a creator, and a leader. And I was so touched when she said yes to being a guest on the show. And then I was deeply honored when she shared what she wanted to talk about. We dig deep into her past today as she uncovers how she went from an extremely hopeless rock bottom season to actively choosing to live. Listen in to hear Ruth share how the trauma from her childhood sexual abuse resurfaced as depression in college and led to her first suicide attempt. 
She then shares the one thing that helped her to regain a will to live after two and a half years of being hospitalized for multiple suicide attempts. She talks about how she and her therapist shifted the conversation into a journey to live instead of always living in the past and processing trauma. She shares the power of looking back and identifying your rock bottom moments in order to find power and strength in future hard seasons of your life. She talks about why it's okay to let others hold hope for you if you can't hold it for yourself. She talks about the first tiny step that you can take if you are in a rock bottom situation or really hard season right now. And she gives us her advice for moms who are looking to change their path in life. This is a really powerful conversation. And obviously it comes with a trigger warning. We talk about suicide. We talk about depression. We talk about hospitalization for mental health. There's a lot of big things that we touch on in here. So if this is not something you have the space for today, I totally understand. And also just, again, a huge thank you to Ruth for showing up and being so vulnerable and sharing this story because I know it's going to help many of us who carry these big stories and struggles in side of ourselves. And we are constantly wondering if we can move past them. And if we can find the strength to let our stories really influence our lives in positive ways, rather than holding us back. So with all that said, please join me in welcoming Ruth Sukup to the Shameless Mom Academy. Ruth, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. This conversation will be a lot of fun. I have seen you on the internet for a number of years now. And like when you just see people floating through, it's like via Facebook ads and then like every once in a while an Instagram post. And, but like, you just know that this person's like always doing big, amazing things in the world. And you're one of those people. And then we got introduced to a mutual friend recently. And so now I feel like we're like, we're friends via friends. Close to being best friends almost. Yes, totally. Totally. (laughs) So I want you to tell us a little bit beyond your bio, what is happening in your personal and professional life right now? And what are you most excited about? Gosh, where do I even start? Well, I guess my personal life and professional life have sort of merged a little bit, maybe as a result of the pandemic. It's interesting. You know, we're like 18 months into this whole crazy thing. And a lot has changed for me just from a work perspective, because I ended up, I used to have an office, an actual building that I purchased a few years ago. And I would go to the office every day and work from the office and sort of had almost, you know, I had an online company, but it was a very much a traditional job. And then COVID happened and I stopped traveling where I used to travel all the time for work. And I thought it was so necessary, but I, it turns out it wasn't all that necessary. And so I stopped (laughs) traveling and I started working from home and actually found that I really enjoyed it. And Mm -hmm. it spending so much time with my family and my husband, I think that being in that kind of space where you're all together all the time can either be a really good thing, or it could have been a really bad thing. And Mm -hmm. for us, it actually ended up being a really great thing. And it made me really rethink my priorities, rethink my business, rethink where I wanted to focus my time and energy. And also it gave me an opportunity to do things for my community that I hadn't done before because I had never had time. I was so busy traveling and doing so many things all the time. I started doing a lot more live teaching and I started offering, you know, a lot more live trainings for my elite blog Academy students and live trainings, live classes for my living well, spending less audience. And the feedback that I started getting from that stuff was so great. And I also found that I just loved it so much. I loved the live component of teaching. And I loved being able to be at home every single day. And so it really just, I started having a lot of like soul searching moments 
and decided to sell my building and to take my company completely virtual. We were pretty, like halfway there with my team members. Some were local, some were in other located in other places. And so I sort of made some shifts, but also decided to make some pretty big shifts in my business and basically revamp my entire business model. And I wow. ended up in late 2020, I ended up opening up a whole new program called the Activate Coaching Program. It's an Activate Business Coaching Program for online business owners and pretty much sunsetted all of my other programs and rolled everything into this, which is more of a live coaching component. There's still curriculum that's involved with it. You still have access to my courses, but everything happens within this live program. And it has been amazing. It's been so, so, so amazing. The progress that I've seen my students make since launching that program is like nothing I've ever seen before, ever experienced before. And I think there's just something to be said for the connection that happens when, when you're getting live teaching and live interaction, you kind of have to show up. You're forced to do the work. You're forced Mm -hmm. to work through all of those limiting beliefs that happen when we can sometimes get so stuck in our head. So all that to say COVID sort of was, you know, it's turned the whole world upside down, but it's really from a personal standpoint for me, it's sort of made me rethink my whole life. And at the same time, then I've become much more involved in my community. I, you know, I've gotten to know my neighbors. We've created really close friendships. My husband and I have never been closer and I spend so much more time living my real life than I used to when I was just focused on growing my business, growing my business, growing my business. So it's just, it's been very gratifying from a personal standpoint, but also from a professional standpoint. I love that. I totally hear what you're saying about this time being, I mean, as overwhelming as it's been and as disorienting as it's been in so many moments, there's also been so much opportunity for reflection and thought around like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Who am I becoming? And what decisions do I want to make around that? And I know so Mm -hmm. many moms listening have sat with that and have made big decisions around like, what is a career going to look like? And maybe it's going to look totally different. And maybe there's things I'm not willing to do anymore. And maybe I'm going to just start my own thing. And I know that there's just been a lot of growth and evolution that is just starting now. And we're going to see the fruits of that coming in years to come. And I think it's going to be really incredible. Oh, Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. It's been, you know, it's really interesting to see how this is going to affect us for the future. There's so many mm-hmm. things that have changed about our society. And for me being in the online space and having been in the online space for the last 12 years, I've seen what I've seen in the last year is unlike anything else, mm-hmm. right? Because 18 months ago, you know, we would host a, a webinar on zoom and, you know, half the people who are supposed to be attending would be like, what's zoom? How do I use that? Right. <laughs> Nobody asks those questions anymore. Right? Everybody knows what zoom is. Everybody knows how to function online. And what I think we've all learned how much of life happens online yeah. and how much education happens. Yes. Being in the online education space has been really incredible. And I've seen that with my students too. So many of them have realized like, I do want to be more in control of my own destiny. I do want to have the ability to work from home. I do want to have, have these up, create my own opportunities and they're out there Mm -hmm. more so than they've ever been in the past. It's really been kind of a golden age for online opportunities um, from that standpoint. 
I also think we know, you know, the statistics around moms leaving the workforce are just staggering. And there's, and that's devastating in many ways, because I think moms need to be at all the boardroom tables. But I also think that those moms that have left the workforce in many cases are going to now start their own things on their own terms and build their own empires. And I am so here for that. And so I think to your point around online education and online training being so significant, I think that that's really, really important. And I am totally laughing about your point around Zoom because I have actually been revamping some emails that go out before we're going to do workshops and things like that. And my email template used to be like, Hey friends, like there's this thing called zoom. It's video conferencing. Here's how it works. You can download it for free. Like here's the link. I had this like whole explanation and now I'm like, here's a zoom link. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. We've taken leaps and bounds. We've grown leaps and bounds in that area for sure. So I want to talk about when I reached out and our teams were connecting about having this conversation, I always want to bring people and guess to a story that has been defining and shaped them. Cause I think we all have these stories and I think these stories impact who we are and how we grow and how we mother and how we lead in the world. And so your team sent me this one blog post and they were like, just frame a conversation around this. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to read the blog post. And then it was the, I read the first one and then it linked to another one and another one and another one. There was four blog posts and I read all of them. And I was like, jaw, mouth open, in awe of the story and in awe of how you were able to synthesize this time in your life that was really incredibly difficult in which things almost and could have come to an end and where you've come from there. And so I would love for you to talk about taking us back to 1999 and you have a book called Do It Scared, Finding the Courage to Face Your Fears, Overcome Obstacles, and Create a Life You Love. And I want you to take us back to 1999 when you were overwhelmed by your own fears and struggling to overcome your own personal obstacles and demons and talk about how you went from that place to this place where it sounds like you are doing it scared, facing your fears, overcoming obstacles. And maybe some of those fears and obstacles have dissipated over time so that you can just continue to grow and build and adapt as the world changes around you. Well, I hope so a little bit. And, (laughs) and I mean, I think that's the benefit of having gone through hard things, right? Is that every time you overcome some sort of obstacle or adversity in your life, it makes you stronger and more, more equipped to handle the next one. So, and for that, I'm so eternally grateful. And I, you know, when we, I go back to 1999, man, it seems like such a long long time ago. ago. And yet that it really was such a defining time in my life. I was a senior in college and I was married. I got married very young the first time and not super happily married and just sort of life started hitting me all at once. And one of the big things that happened was that I started having memories of being sexually abused when I was young, when I was a kid and, you know, something happened, the the abuser actually died and I would, and I found out and that sort of triggered all these memories that made it safe, safe to start remembering again. I guess Mm. this is like a common thing. And it just sort of, you know, the combination of all these different things, the pressure of school, the pressure of being married unhappily, the things that were happening with my family and then the memories of the abuse, it just became kind of too much for me to handle. I was also taking a lot of existential philosophy classes at the time, which was not probably a good thing. (laughs) Making you think (laughs) way too deeply. um, No, it was way too deep. And of course I was 21 thinking that I, you know, was brilliant and deep and 
just all the things. And I had also grown up in a very religious household, you know, going to church twice every Sunday and going to a Christian school my whole life. Christian, I was at a Christian college and I was just having a lot of trouble reconciling my faith with the philosophy that I was reading and also my own experiences. So it was like this perfect storm of just shit, I guess that you can, sorry, am I allowed to say that on your podcast? Yep. (laughs) So it was kind of like this perfect storm of stuff that all kind of came together. And I just got into a really, really dark place and which I, you know, now know is depression and it was really bad. I struggled for several months just as a you know college student and started losing tons of weight and was sort of walking around like a zombie. And, and it wasn't that people didn't see it. I had some professors who were very concerned and tried reaching out to me and helping me. And, but it just got worse and worse and worse until finally I got to a point where I was like, this is it. I don't want to do this anymore. And I ended up attempting suicide and ended up in the hospital on, and you know, the first time suicide attempt was not great. And I guess luckily, thankfully, so got my stomach pumped, ended up being involuntarily committed into the hospital, um, into a psychiatric hospital. And I, where I then spent the next two and a half years in and out of hospitals and I would get released and then I would attempt suicide again. And I would go back to a different hospital or get kicked out of the hospital that I was in. It was a long, hard painful journey. Um, the worst suicide attempt was the, you know, you get better and better at them. And I ended up on life support in a coma with less than a 10% chance of waking up. And basically it was a miracle that I woke up, but when I woke up, I didn't see it as a miracle. I was just mad that I was still alive. Mm -hmm. And it was just, you know, that it's one thing, and maybe you've been around depressed people. Maybe you've been depressed yourself and it's, and people try to be supportive for a little while, right? They Mm -hmm. try to be there for you and be your friend, but depressed people are not fun people to be around. (laughs) Their friends aren't like, Hey, want to hang out? No, it's like, it's pretty much pure misery. And so people's patience wears thin. And I can't looking back, I can't really blame anyone for that, but two and a half years is a really long time for somebody that doesn't seem to be wanting to get better or helping themselves. And so, you know, through all that, I ended up getting divorced. I ended up losing pretty much all of my friends and family had given up on me at that point, had to file for bankruptcy. And it was just really, really, really low. Just when I thought that I couldn't get any lower, (laughs) my dad was the only one that would at that point even talk to me. And he kind of took me in reluctantly and I was living with him. And he basically, after a couple months of just watching me lay in bed all day long was like, you got to do something, please just go like, go to the gym three times a week. It's like, go, just do that. Just do that one thing. And he bribed me at that point. That was like 2001. And I really wanted a cell phone, you know, cause cell phones were a big (laughs) big deal there. It's like, I will get you a cell phone if you just go to the gym three times a week. And I think that was sort of the beginning of where I just getting something like doing something outside, getting physical activity, started helping. And after all that time, cause I had gone through, I mean, electroshock therapy, they had tried every single medication. I had been in six different hospitals across the country. And really, I mean, there's a point where people just give up on you. And that was the point that I was at. And I really had given up on myself. And finally, it just, it very slowly with activity started getting a little bit better. And then I reached out to an, a counselor 
And I remember I called her up and I was like, I have just spent the last two and a half years talking about every bad thing that's ever happened to me. I've talked about all the trauma. I've done all the therapies. None of it has worked. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about the bad stuff. I don't want to languish at this point. I don't even know how to live. That's what I want to talk about. How do I live? And that's what we would talk about. And that, so I saw her for another two and a half years after that. She was amazing. And we eventually, you know, we started three times a week and went down to two times a week and then one time a week. And I just slowly one foot in front of the other started putting my life back together, but it was a long, hard, painful journey. This episode is supported by my very own Hope, Happiness, and Mental Health Challenge. So if you are listening to this in live time, we are right smack in the middle of this five-day free challenge. So I first launched this Hope, Happiness, and Mental Health Challenge back in March of 2020 when we all needed some hope and some happiness and some support around our mental health. And I think we're back there again. We're back in that place where things are feeling uncertain and unpredictable, and we have a lot on our plate and a lot to worry about, a lot to really consider every single day as we continue to navigate this world in a pandemic and as we continue to navigate this world with our children in a pandemic. It is a lot, and our patience is running thin. We are very tired, and so I thought this would be the ideal time to bring back this five-day Hope, Happiness, and Mental Health Challenge to support you and also help you see the power and the strength that you do have every single day, even when you're not feeling it. Also to give you permission to create joy every single day, even when you're not feeling it. So if you're listening in live time, you can still join the challenge. We started on Monday, but you can join anytime this week and get all the goodies throughout the week. And at the end of the week, we'll send you all the resources in one email. So if you missed anything, no problem. You'll still get access to all of it. We are covering a handful of topics this week. Every single day is a new theme. So we are talking about why fear doesn't get to drive, how to rebuild your relationship with control, how to keep returning to who you are, how to feel your feelings, but keep moving through emotions so you don't have to stay stuck in your feelings. And we're going to talk about three simple steps to restore hope every damn day. So if you want to jump in on this challenge and get all the goodies that come with it, there's video coaching, there's Facebook live coaching, there's daily inspirational emails, there's daily check-ins for accountability. All you need to do is go over to shamelessmom.com slash challenge. That's shamelessmom.com slash challenge to get in on all the goodies. Oh my gosh, so many things I want to add or comment on. So I worked, my first career was working in a psychiatric hospital and I was there for seven years. And when you talk about being in and out of the hospital for two and a half years and repeated attempts and not being able to see your way out, like that is common. That's everybody's story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh and my you goodness. never see anybody getting better. And I used to right. say that to my doctors, yeah. I would say, well, how can you tell me I'm going to get better? Nobody ever does look around you. Every single person here has been back and back and back and back and back. There's mm -hmm. no hope for me. And that's, I really did feel that. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got out of that situation. Not that I don't think that there's important work that happens there, but I had to get out of that situation right. to actually begin to heal. Absolutely. And I also think that it's so tricky to know, like, what's the one thing going to be for any given person? Cause that one thing can be so many different things. I adore your dad. <laughs> and as I was <laughs> reading your story, I was like, Oh my gosh, that is like what your dad did for you is exactly what I would do because exercise is my antidepressant, it's my mood stabilizer. And I actually went from working in a psychiatric hospital to becoming a personal trainer and then owning a gym. So <laughs> I like totally <laughs> I know the power of exercise. So I think that the one thing can be different for 
everyone. But I think that two things that are so powerful is that I firmly believe that moving your body, I don't care how fast it is or how you're doing it or anything like that. I just think that moving your body, I think motion helps us process emotion. And I think it's so important and significant. And then I also think the other thing that is really important is the conversation that you had with that therapist around, I need to talk about how to live. I don't need to keep talking about, and not that there isn't value in processing trauma. I think that that is, you know, there's value in that can be very, very necessary, but the conversation around how do I live is so significant. And I mean, it sounds like that's when, you know, between that and starting to exercise regularly, like all of a sudden there was this opportunity for hope to move forward. Yes, very much so. And it wasn't all at once, you know, it was just one tiny little step at a time. First, it was learning how to go to the grocery store without having a panic attack. And then, you know, I got a part-time job and then I got my own apartment and then I got a full-time job and I got a dog and the dog would get me out of the house and, and walking all the time and started to learn how to make friends. And it was just one very slow step at a time. And, you know, each one might've felt really inconsequential, but they all build up. And I think we don't always give enough credit to the fact that change does never happens all at once. It's only, you know, it's putting one foot in front of the other, even when you can't always see what the end result is going to be. Yeah. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. I also think there's so much power in looking back, and this is for everyone, to look back at whatever your hard time was in your life. I mean, we've all had at least one and many of us have had many, but I think there's so much power in looking back and really identifying and owning, like, here's the thing that was really hard. And here are, here's where things started to shift. And here's what I did and what worked. Because then when we have these moments later in life, we can remember, oh, wait, I've been here before. And we can parallel that path. And I think it's so significant. And I, oh my gosh, I mean, during this pandemic, I've definitely done that. Like when I had to quickly shift some things for my business, I was able to think instead of completely panicking, I was able to think, oh wait, but I did this in 2009. Like when I owned a gym and the economy collapsed in 2009 and everyone quit overnight, Mm -hmm. I figured that out. And so when we look at like, I figured out one thing, now I can do it again. And you talked about in the series of blog posts, which by the way, I'm going to link to all the blog posts in the show notes because so, everyone everyone to go read them. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the things you talked about that I thought was so important is you said that when we don't know we're in a rock bottom moment until we've started to rise from the moment. And so can you talk about the value in looking back at those rock bottom moments? And then how do these moments in these seasons actually give us power and strength moving forward? Yeah. I mean, exactly what you said is so, so true that first of all, when you're in the midst of all the hurt and all the suckiness and the crappiness that you're going through, it's hard to know what else is out there, right? Like it's hard to even see the hope. And I think about this a lot because it happens to us. It's human nature. When you're in a hard season, that hard season is completely all consuming. And you can't even imagine that things are going to be even any different than they are right now. And that's for people that are healthy and in a good mental place. If you're in a depressed place, or if you're in a mentally compromised state, then it's even worse, right? It is. Mm -hmm. And that's when like the really dark, bad stuff starts to happen. And when you feel so hopeless. And so you've got to constantly remind yourself of Hey, you know what? Yes, this is hard right now, but I've also, this is not the first hard thing that I've gone through. I've been through hard seasons before these other hard seasons. I was able to 
come out of. I had people that helped me. I had this, this is what helped me then. And, and if you can start to remember that it can propel you forward and things don't have to be quite so scary in the future. I mean, I've definitely figured that out. Just like you were saying, as a business owner, Mm -hmm. every time I come up with some new obstacle, it's now it's okay. Yes. My, this employee just quit or surprised me with this, or we just made this giant mistake, but we've made mistakes before we've had this kind of thing happen before we've had disasters. We know how to handle them. We'll know how to move forward. And it doesn't have to be kind of the end all the first time it's scary, but the more that you can look back and go, okay, I did this hard thing. I survived it. And now it's going to carry me on into the future. It's a really big deal. And it's something that it's almost like when you're in the midst of it, you can't see it. So you have to intentionally dig deep in order to remind yourself of those things. Maybe it means writing those things down, you know, when you're not in that dark space so that you have them to refer to. And I, you know, I look back on the time that I was in the hospital and although we were saying like, you can get stuck in that place where everybody's coming back and it almost becomes this sort of self-perpetuating cycle. And you start to only identify with the other psychiatric patients and you kind of become codependent. Like I'm sure you've seen all of that stuff happen. Yes. If you see the movie yes. Girl Interrupted, you see how it happens there. I was, mm-hmm. in fact, I was actually at that same hospital that, oh, wow. that Girl Interrupted was filmed at, but it's very true. But I'm also very grateful because I got some great therapy during that time. And Mm. there are life skills and coping skills and mindfulness skills that I learned in those times that I was in the hospital that I still use to this day that I use Mm. with my kids now to, you know, for emotion regulation, to process my thoughts, to go, okay, how do I feel right now? Name the feeling now let's let it go. Let's release it. And those are just things that are, that I feel like are, have kept me healthy and mentally in a great place for the last 20 years. You know, I've been, I'm now 20 years depression free. That's pretty amazing. Wow, what a huge um, milestone. Considering where I came from. Yeah. I'm curious what you would say to someone. I think often when we're in a rock bottom moment, we don't know where, well, I mean, as we've kind of addressed, we don't know we're in a rock bottom moment until we're a little bit out of it, but to someone who is either in a rock bottom moment or just a really hard season which might be everyone right now. (laughs) I don't think anyone's living their very best life right now. So I'm not sure. No. What would you say to people who are some moms listening, who maybe find themselves in one of those really hard moments and are there looking for like, where do I start? And how do I, like, what is, you know, your one step was like, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. And then I'm going to like, after that, it was, I'm going to talk to this therapist and we're going to focus on how to live instead of how to live in the past and process the past. And so do you have advice for a step or two for people who might be in those really hard places right now? Well, the first thing I would say is that if you are in that place right now, you're listening to this podcast and you're like, you're in that place where you just feel like there is, it all feels hopeless. It feels pointless. What am I doing here? What am I, how do I even start? Like the first thing I want to say to you right now specifically is there is hope, even if you can't see it right now. And so let someone else hold that hope for you. Let me hold it for you. Let a friend hold it for you. Let your spouse hold it for you. Whoever you have in your life right now that is rooting for you. And I'm sure there is someone, even if they don't understand every moment of what you're going through, they're still rooting for you. They still love you. They still care about you. So know that that hope exists, that the light is there, even when you can't see it. 
And I think that part is really important. Somebody said that to me when I was in the midst of my dark place, like, let me hold your hope. If you can't see it, let me hold it for you because I know it's there and maybe you just need somebody else to hold it for you. So I'll do that for you. I'll hold your hope for you. But the next thing then is do one thing, one super simple thing. If that's the only one thing that you can do, then just do that allow yourself to do one small thing. So for me, it was going to the gym three times for 30 minutes, three times a week. That was it. The rest of the time I was still in bed doing literally nothing, but whatever that one tiny thing that's different that you can do for yourself is going to make an impact. It might not make an impact the very first time, but if you allow it to, to do that one thing, it will start to make a little bit of an impact. And that will be the catalyst that allows you to take the next step and then the next step. And then the next step change doesn't happen all at once. So find one tiny thing that you can do one tiny step that you can take in the right direction and let that be the catalyst that drives you. I think that's so important. And I really appreciate how simple you made that, that like it wasn't go to the gym and then try to find a job and then do this and then do that. It was literally get out of bed, go to the gym and then get right back in bed yes. <laughs> and giving yourself permission to make it be one thing that's finite, not one thing that takes up your whole life because that would be too much. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think often that's a lot of the problem, right? We try to it's like why new year's resolutions fail all the time. Mm, and, yeah. and this is true, whether or not you're it, like in a dark place right now or what, well, we decide, okay. And I'm the queen of this. Like, I want to make all these changes in my mm -hmm. life. And so <laughs> I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And we, and we give like, we're gung ho for what three days, four days. And all of a sudden we're like exhausted because right. we take all of our mental Yes. willpower and energy. And we can't actually live our lives because we're spending, we're trying to exert so much energy and you only have a limited amount of willpower. Mm -hmm. So if you use it all up on trying to do too many things, you're not going to be able to actually sustain it. Yes. And that's so, so true. And the older I get, the more I learn this, but I'm also finding that the reverse is true that if you start tiny, if you start with a tiny step and just challenge yourself to do one thing and then allow that to be the catalyst for future changes without trying to rush it, you'll see a sustained result over time. And that's going to be so much more powerful in the long run. Yes. I love that you added the word tiny. Also very important. <laughs> one, <laughs> tiny step, one tiny step, not a giant leap. No. So can you talk about how your story influences or has influenced your work? Yeah. I mean, it really has been such a core piece of who I am as a person. I think that yeah. it's impossible for it not to influence my work. Obviously yeah. I've written about it and shared my story in different ways throughout the years. And I don't think that my brand is about being a depression survivor, but that is certainly a big piece of who I am. But what I'm really thankful for, I think as both a business coach and someone who just helps moms and women get their lives in order and, and do those kind of things is that I have so much empathy. Mm. I think anytime you go through hard things, you have more empathy for other people. You realize that it's not so easy, right? If your life is perfect and everything in your life is going great, it's really easy to get real judgy about people who don't have it all together. Yeah. When you like have when been you're before you're a mom and mess. you're judging other moms, <laughs> Yes. when you have been a complete mess 
and you've had to rely on the kindness of strangers and you've done things that, you know, you don't even want your kids to know about, but you know, they're going to find out about someday when you've been there, it's really hard to be judgy of other people. And I think that has, I think ultimately that's why I'm good at what I do as a business owner, because I have that, I have that deep sense of empathy for every single customer, for every single mom that I work with, for every single business owner that I coach, like that is what comes out. Like I get it. I've been there. I've done hard things too. I've been in hard places. I know what you're feeling right now, but I also am not going to let you wallow there and let that be an excuse for not making changes. Like I have every piece of sympathy for you. And I know it's hard and I will help you in every way that I can, but I can't do it for you. You still have to make the choice to make the decisions that are going to affect your life in the future. And so I think that's really important, right? Because we can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and and feel sorry for yourself and wallow in self-pity and still expect your life to change. That's not going to work. Does it mean that you haven't had real hardships or that your struggles aren't real? No, not at all. That like, I know they're real more than anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet I also know what it's going to take to get you to a better place. Absolutely. How has your story influenced your mothering? (laughs) I think kind of in this, almost in the same way as I was thinking about that question. It's funny. I have a teenager now, a 14 year old, and then a 12 year old. So almost a teen. And this is an interesting age. And my 14 year old, you know, she's going through, I actually Googled a couple of months ago, like what is the worst age for teenage girls? And it's 14 <laughs> apparently. Oh my God. And, and I so love that that's a question. I mean, like, that's probably a question. I don't have a teenager yet, but I'm thinking like all these other moms are raising their hand. Like, oh my gosh, I've Googled that too. <laughs> yes. me, like how bad is it going to get at what age on what day? <laughs> how bad is That's exactly what I wanted to know. Like, does it get worse than this. No, 14 is apparently the peak. And we were right in the midst of the peak. Now she's, she's almost actually, no, she's 15. Now she just turned 15. Sorry. Here. I can't even remember. We won't tell her (laughs) we're past the peak, but this was, she was still 14 and was funny because we got into some fight about something. I don't even remember what, and she, uh, she was like, do you even remember what it's like? It was like to be 14 and all like, it stopped me in my tracks because I, always kind of prided myself on this like empathy. Right. And here I was not having that same sort of empathy for my own kid. And I really did like, it kind of stopped me. And I went and thought about like, when I was 14, I was horrible. First of all, like, I'm so sorry, mom. And (laughs) And, you know, my parents, I remember this, I had really bad attitude and my parents made me go to counseling and I refused to talk to the counselor. And I think we must've gone like 10 times. And I literally did not say a word for like 10 (gasps) sessions in a row. And finally the counselor was like, I can't get through to her. Like, sorry, this isn't working. And I was thinking about that. Like, man, my daughter is nowhere even close to as bad and like difficult as I was. Okay. Maybe I need to cut her a little more slack. (laughs) And it was actually really, really good for her to, it was just that one sentence. And it had like, it really did change a lot of that moment where you kind of forget you know, you have these high expectations for your kids and you kind of forget, like I was that age too. And it's not always as easy. And so I did start Googling a few other things and just came across some like really, like a really great article that I think I bookmarked with that was like 
10 things your teenage daughter wants you to know. Uh, and it was just a really good reminder for me to have like a lot more humility when it comes to approaching my kids mm-hmm. and a lot more empathy. And I will say, I don't know if it's that she's gotten a little older and we're past the 14 peak, <laughs> or if maybe my attitude changed a little bit, but I think that was our real low point. <laughs> yeah. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Yeah. What do you want other moms to know about rising from rock bottom and changing paths as they navigate life? And I like think kind of what we talked about in the beginning that we're, a lot of us are in this place of either changing paths or doing some soul searching around like how we want things to look moving forward. What advice do you have for moms? Yeah. You know, that's a lot of moms that I work with these Mm. days who are either kind of at the point where their kids are getting a little bit older, either their older school age, not requiring so much hands-on attention, or maybe their recent empty nesters. And then a lot of stuff that has changed, you know, just in the last year and a half through the pandemic of realizing like, I need more flexibility. I want to have the option to have my kids home with me more often or be there for different things. And so like, that's a really common dilemma to find yourself in. And it's also a really scary place to find yourself in to go, okay, I know I want something different, but I don't know what it is. And I don't know how to express it. Mm -hmm. And my advice for, if you're in that situation and are looking 
for some different path, the first thing is to give yourself permission to actually explore it. Because I think so often, especially as women, we cut ourselves off from those possibilities, right? We immediately Mm -hmm. go into like, oh, that won't work for this reason. Or no, 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 no. I've got this and this and this and this. Like we talk ourselves out of trying something before we even give ourselves the opportunity to pursue it. And that's not ever going to open things up, right? So why not give yourself more of a, like a risk-free opportunity to try something of saying like, you know what, I'm just going to take this class or I'm going Mm -hmm. to sign up for this webinar, or I'm going to do this one thing just to see. It doesn't mean I'm married to the idea. It doesn't mean that I have to commit to it for the rest of my life. It's opening myself up to some of the possibilities because those possibilities are out there, right? There's so many opportunities and so many possibilities and so many paths that people can take, but you've got to first let yourself be open to them. And that starts by stopping the censorship of yourself, of your own brain and your own willingness to try something new. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell people, how do you work with women and tell us all the things that you do and what's going on right now? Cause I know you have, you're in the middle of enrollment for one of your programs, right? This very week for people listening in live time. I am. Yes. Yeah. So my program is called the activate business coaching for online business owners. And what I do is help people who are interested in blogging or content marketing specifically. So maybe you've thought about starting a blog, maybe you've heard about starting a blog, or maybe you just want to have some sort of online business. You're not necessarily interested in blogging specifically, but you want to have some sort of online business. I help them basically from start to finish, right? I have students who are, who they enroll in the program. They start at level one, which is brand new beginners. I help them get their website set up, um, show them, you know, how to build the foundation for your business before really your business exists. And then uh, all the way up to six and seven figure business owners, um, which are really my level three students where I'm helping, you know, because there's a whole different set of skills that you have to develop as your business grows. And as you start to earn a full-time living and you have to start building a team and how do you manage a team and how do you scale your business? And so there's different curriculums for each level. There's level one, level two, and level three, but it's an all-inclusive program. So you sign up and we really highly recommend you can pay month to month. It's $2.97 per month, or you can enroll for either the quarter or for the year. We do everything in in what we call quarterly sprints. So we highly recommend that people join for at least one quarter, but we also like, it's going to take you three to four full quarters. So basically a year to grow your business from nothing from zero to the point where it's actually generating a full-time revenue. That's kind of, and we have a whole path that is lined out and it's very, very specific and all the different things that we teach. And it's very comprehensive. So I used to have a program and my company is still called Elite Blog Academy. So it's Activate Coaching Program, which is the program inside of Elite Blog Academy. But Elite Blog Academy was my program since 2014 that I first started to teach people how to create online businesses. And what I found with Elite Blog Academy was an amazing program. We've had more than 12,000 students over the last seven or eight years. But what I found with that is because it was so self-paced, I would have a lot of students, some students would do great with the self-paced, right? They would watch their videos and they would do all the things and they would be successful. And we had tons of success stories, but we'd also had a lot of people who didn't thrive in that self-paced 
environment where everything had to be on their own and they weren't getting the support. So activate is completely different in that it's a lot of live stuff. I have live, I host live office hours every single week. We do a lot of workshops and interactive type stuff. And there's just always something and it's an amazing community. So you're getting the support, you know, of me and my team, but you're also getting this amazing community to be part of. And what, and like I said at the beginning, what we're seeing now is our students are making massive progress so much faster than we've ever seen before. We're getting people to the point where they go from zero, starting from brand new to the point where they're selling products within about 20 weeks. As if you're in the online space too, so you probably know that that's insanely fast for somebody to have an actual product that they are able to sell by the, by 20 weeks in. And yeah, it's just been so cool to see the insane progress that people are making. And I love it. It's calmed my life down a lot because it's, I knew if I was going to do a coaching program like this, I would have to pretty much give up everything else Mm -hmm. I have. And it's so fun. It's so fun to have this be my entire focus and I love it. And I feel like all of my students are my best friends and, and <laughs> that's how I feel. It's like the best part. And I just want to hang out with all my, with all the people I'm teaching and coaching and hang out with them all the time. I know. Isn't that, it's so cool. And it really is truly a really close knit community. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're celebrating each other's wins and when people, new people come into the community, they're like, what is this going to be like? But it's such a welcoming piece too. And I think that's one of the really cool things about the program is that because you have people who are just starting out all the way up to people who are six and seven figures, you get an amazing amount of perspective and advice, but also like the amount of mentorship that comes from that is really cool too. We have actually a the six figure club. And now we have a seven figure club and those members of those six and seven figure clubs are actually lead accountability groups of the other members. We also have what we call our up and comers club. And that's for people who aren't quite to the six figure mark, but are wanting to get there faster. And so we do different challenges every month and yeah, it's just been a really, really, really fun and very interactive and very hands-on way to help people grow their business. Nice. I love love it. it. Where can people get information for your, for the program? Yeah. Just go to eliteblogacademy.com slash activate. Okay. And I will have that all linked up in the show notes, elite blog Academy. Okay. And Ruth, tell us how you're currently being a shameless mom. Shameless mom. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm to the point where my kids, I don't know why they don't think I'm cooler than I am. Do you get this? (laughs) Like, yes, my son is just starting to I'm realize, a pretty cool mom. And my kids are like, mom, you are not cool. Yeah. You're not even close to being cool. I'm, we're just, I, my son is just realizing that I'm not cool for the first time. And I'm trying to not take it personally. <laughs> yes. I, well, I kind of do take it personally, but I'm shamelessly tr- still trying to be cool, even though they do not appreciate it at all. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, teenage girls are, that's a hard audience. So yes, tell my, me my it. audience is an almost nine-year-old boy. So it's a, a little bit of an easier audience, maybe, you know, but I, it was so fun to have like girls when they were little and I would dress them the same and all those things. And I, I was always, you know, whatever you get, what you get and you're happy, yeah. happy yeah. to have whatever. Now I'm so sad that I don't have a boy. I'm like, who's going to take care of me when I'm older? Cause clearly my girls are not going to do it. Oh, that makes me feel so much better because I've always been like, 
what if my son doesn't take care of me? <laughs> oh, boys will always take care of their mamas. Yeah. Okay, good, good. I feel girls, better. It's the girls that abandon them. I feel better. <laughs> I always, I'm like, what if he gets married and like, so maybe moves to Florida. Like what if I'm in Seattle and he gets ready to move to Florida? I'm like, who's going to take care of me? So yes, I love it. Oh my goodness. Ruth, this has been so much fun. I so appreciate you taking the time, the value in this conversation, I think across mental health and across growth and across finding hope and across building businesses, we've just touched on so many things. So I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be here. And with that, um, is there anywhere besides, so we have eliteblogacademy.com slash activate for people who are interested interested in checking out your program. I'll link up to the blog posts where I read through and learned your complete story that you so beautifully wrote. Anything else, any other directions you want to point people online to find you and connect with you? Well, you can find out more about my book, Do It Scared at doitscared.com. And we also have an assessment there that you can take that's free to find out more about your fear archetype and how fear is showing up. We didn't talk a lot about that today, but it's pretty interesting and it's a pretty cool resource. Okay. I'm going to that is super cool. Oh my goodness. We're going to, you're just going to have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So twist my arm. <laughs> so many good things. I so appreciate you taking the time and I'll have all these show notes like linked up in, or all these links linked up in the show notes. So if people go to shamelessmom.com and click on the episode with Ruth Sukup, you can find everything right there. Oh my gosh, Ruth. Thank you. Thank you. And seriously, anytime you want to come back, anytime you have anything to share, you are always welcome. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. This was really awesome. Thanks for asking such great questions as well. My pleasure. Hey mamas, before I let you go, please make sure you're signed up for our upcoming totally free five-day hope, happiness, and mental health challenge. Pop over to shamelessmom.com slash challenge, and you can join us for free starting on September 20th. Get yourself signed up today so you get all the information in advance by going to shamelessmom.com slash challenge. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? 
Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.